Hello there, my friends. A quick note before we get into the episode. This episode is dropping Christmas weekend, and if you are not following me on Instagram, now is the time, because on Christmas Day, December 25th, 2023, I'm going to be launching a coaching sale that will run through the new year with limited, deeply discounted spots available. So if you are looking for accountability, work on your mindset, you need a structured nutrition program individually designed for you, now will be the time to take action. So follow me there, check that out. And if you have any questions, as always, you know you could hit me up there or you can also email the show at thefatguyforum at gmail.com. That's it. Just a quick note. I hope you're having a wonderful weekend. And here we go with this week's awesome episode. Okay. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to the next episode of the Fat Guy Forum. This is your host, Gourmet, and I am glad to be with you once again. And sitting down with another great guy that I've connected with on Instagram. I just discovered his page in the past couple of weeks and reached out to him. And I was excited that he said yes, he'd be willing to come on the show. Uh, his name is Daniel. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing great. How about, how about yourself? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm glad we're getting to talk, man. And let, let's, let's get right into it. Tell us, what qualifies you to be on the Fat Guy Forum? Uh... Well, yeah, let me, um, I'll just go ahead and start. Um, I am, used to be, am fat, um, mentally fat. Um, sorry about that. Um, I, I guess that all kind of, kind of started back when I was, <laughs> um, sorry, my, my dog just now started to whine. Um, st- started back when I was, uh, uh, a little bit, uh, when I was younger, um, back when I was, a. uh, uh, I, my earliest memory was kindergarten-ish. Um, I, I know it was kindergarten, but uh, five, six-ish uh, years old, kid telling me I was fat. Um, that kind of stuck with me. Um, <clears throat> uh, since then, I just kind of mentally became that, I guess. Uh, just kind of kept eating, kept comforting with the food, kept... Um, losing and gaining and losing and gaining and doing the the roller coaster uh, all my life and 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 just just being the the fat guy I guess uh, since since a young age. And when you hear, yeah, I mean, like it, it's it's incredible to me sometimes when I have these conversations and we talk about like those early childhood memories that impact us, like. A guest I had on recently, just actually uh, the previous week for this episode, he has a very a strong core memory of one of his, a conversation he had with his dad that he hadn't spoken to him in years. And the first thing he said to him was, I heard you got fat. And that, you know, the way those things can impact us when, you know, so it's sometimes it, it comes from a mean place. Sometimes it comes from a caring place, but still there there's an impact there. Like hearing that as a little kid, definitely starts to shape your perception of yourself and what was it like growing you know growing up as a bigger kid like do you think you know you started to talk a little bit about like food as a comfort was it food was was it a comfort habit was it you know in terms of just access like where do you think the the habits around food developed for you uh, I mean there's <clears throat> there's a couple different places where the, the habits uh, the, there was that comfort aspect um uh, it, it does make you feel good when you eat um especially when you eat good food that tastes good um 
so it, it, I, I was comforted by it. Um, I was also, um, I, I, I have adult ADHD, adult diagnosed ADHD. So, I, I mean, I, um, I feel like I used it to kind of block the thoughts of needing to do something, um, of like, uh, wanting to, to go outside and, or, or, or do something, but just not being able to, or just, I don't know. It was just uh, being told to sit still, uh, given the, the food and, and, and put in front of the TV to watch something. And that, that soothed me, but I could have also been doing something as well. Um, so there was that aspect, um, yeah, it, it, it just, it just kind of snowballs, I guess, throughout life. Um, I mean, yeah, I was always bigger. Maybe I wasn't quite as big as I thought I was, um, when, when I was younger, um, like early teens or, um, uh, adolescence, uh, I don't know, <laughs> preteens, um, preteen age. Um, and then, but I just kind of let it build up and, and just kind of grow from there. Um, uh, yeah, I think that's, isn't that one of the cliches that's out there is like, I, you know, I, I, I wish I was as thin as I was when I thought I was fat. Like we have that perception of ourselves, yeah. you know, that, that shapes our experience and, you know, knowing that you, there was that part of you that was conscious of it. Like, do you? What do you remember your fir the first time you actually tried to actively do something about it? Like whether it was your first diet or the first time you tried to make a change. Uh, to be honest, I, I I can't think of the exact first time. I mean, it was always done. Like it was uh, whether it was self induced or through family. Just we're, I mean, we all suffer with our weight, so we would try to eat better and. In, in certain times and, and go on diets per se, or not really diets, but just like try to eat better. And, and that I just remember that all through my life of just kind of this up and down um, of, uh, of, of trying to, to lose and not caring. <laughs> uh, but there was never really a, a, an in-between or a, a happy medium in there. Right. Which I think is the you know the a story that a lot of people can relate to, you know it's either we're going full force trying or we you know kind of turned our backs completely on that like there's never because we also don't talk about that you know we talk about weight loss and then we just have like life when you're not trying to lose weight like it's never you know what is the what is the actual healthy place in between there that I need to get to like it's it's rarely. Because I, I think no one has clear answers on that. So how do you teach people something that no one has, like, there's no textbook on it? Yeah, and it's different for everybody. Right. So, like, you can't really teach that. It's it's something that I, I haven't figured out a way to teach that. Um, we, we can go into that if we go into it further. But I tried to do to to with with my socials and try to do be more teachery and more um 
just kind of like help guide people, but it, it's hard when everybody's different and everybody's gone through a different life, uh, uh, has a different story. Um, and, and just their bodies react differently. So you can't, there's no one way to be a healthy person. <laughs> you just, you have to be healthy for you. Right. And that, uh, that, that I think is really accurate. And, and something I think we can really dive into too, like when we get into kind of where you're at now, but looking at kind of growing up bigger, like, was there ever a time where, cause, cause your highest weight was, was it 440 pounds was the heaviest that you, you got yeah, to? Yeah. Heaviest recorded. Yes. Was that, you know, were you, cause yeah. You know, and, and I've said this many times in the show, like for a lot of people, 300 pounds is like that mythical barrier. Like, once someone's quote unquote over 300 pounds, like most other people that don't struggle with weight issues don't have a perception of actually how big they are. Um, but, you know, was that, you know, where were you at when you were heading into like adulthood, like coming out of high school and heading into like being an adult? Were you, was that the point that you were getting close to that weight? Did that come later? Like, um, so <clears throat> that weight came later. Um, in high school, I was more uh, closer to 320-ish, um, was kind of my, uh, I guess, uh, maintenance weight at that time. Um, I would, I would drop down, I would try so hard to get under 300. That was my, I was always my goal to get under 300. Um, even when I kept ballooning up and, and going, that was, I, I just, that I needed to get under 300, but, uh, yeah, I, I would always get close, but never quite there. And then it would start, it would, I would say in my mid twenties, uh, 350s, and then just kind of ballooned up from there. Um, uh, just, uh, yeah, got, got my, uh, 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 my family and, and just kind of let other things, let my weight go, um, uh, stress and life and, uh, yeah, just kind of ballooned from my, my mid to late twenties up until my mid thirties when I was up into the 400s. And when you, when you sit back, cause I think one of the points you made that I think is really important for everyone to hear is that whole idea of the indiv individual experience really shaping us. Like when you look back you know, on your experience growing up and entering adulthood and, and seeing your weight continue to go up, like, but knowing that you were, you were trying to make those changes at, at various points, what do you think it was that when you reflected now, what do you think it was then that kept you from being successful? Oh, um, I don't know. Um, there, there's a lot, there's a there's, there's a lot of things. I mean, there's, there's always the, the life that gets in the way and, and you don't have the mental capacity to, to maintain that lifestyle of, of losing, um, or the lifestyle that you think you need at the time of losing. Um, there's just, there's, there's, probably a little bit of self-sabotage there. Um, there's a little bit of self-hate, a little bit of, uh, there's no point. Let's, 
let's just keep going. Uh, I'm just, I can just start back eating again. Um, so, I mean, there, there's, there's, there's probably a combination of all of that, um, with, with every time that I would bounce back up. Um, but yeah, I, I couldn't say if it was one or the other, but yeah, it's a, it's a combination of all of that. Which I, I, I think makes a lot of sense you know, because it isn't, it's, because I, I think if you go on, you know, you're involved with social media, like, and, and on YouTube, and we can obviously get into where that came for, for you, but you'll see it when you look at what the messages you're getting from a lot of, like, especially, you know, people that are pushing programs and things along those lines. It's, you very much hear this, it's, uh, you just have to change what you're eating. Like, it's just about your plate. And when rea- and the reality is, is like, it's about so much more than just what is, you know, on our plate in front of us. Like, it's about all these different factors in our lives. And so when we make change, it's not just about changing one thing. Like it's really about what, what are the other pieces that need to change to support that? Like what, what were the experiences that brought you to the point that you needed, you realized that you needed to do something serious? Um, the biggest ones were, were just, seeing my kid grow up and play and me not be there playing with him. Um, just me there on the sidelines kind of hurting mentally and physically because I couldn't do it. Um, it, it just, yeah, that, that was the biggest one. And I, I wanted to, I need to, I want to see him grow up. I want to see him be a successful human being. I want to help him to, to grow into being a su- successful human being. Um, and I wasn't going to be able to do that <clears throat> at 440 pounds. Uh, and, and that hurt, like I said, not only physically because I weighed so much, but mentally because I just, I couldn't be there for him. Which I, I is a, a really, it's a strong, real concern, you know, like seeing yourself in that place where, you know, your kid wants you to get on the floor and play with them. And physically, it's not something you feel like you're, you know, it's physically something you know you're not capable of. And that how that compounds mentally is exponential. Like it's, it's not just, uh, and I, I think, you know, and I've talked to a lot of like parents, you know, you know throughout the years on this show, like guys, you know, spe- specifically dads, because I'm talking to guys on this show. And it's that perception of you either have, you know, you're either living in that, that hurt or, you know, blocking it out and trying to convince yourself that it's not that big of a deal. And when it is, when the reality of it is, is too much, I think is often a point that people make that real come to that real realization that like okay yes i've tried before but i really need to do something or i'm not just gonna be affecting myself i'm gonna be impacting other people that i care about and that i think is something that's hard you know because that's the other thing where people are like you got to lose weight for yourself but i think it is about it's still about losing weight for yourself like it's about losing weight so you can be that person that you want to be exactly yeah yeah because I, I mean, like I like I was saying, it. Yeah, I was hurting him. Yeah, I I wouldn't be there for him, but it was killing me mentally. Like it was 
it was it was literally killing me mentally so i i for me to be able to be there for him so like it, it's it, that that's my mindset is that it was for me because i want to be there for him so so where did that lead you to in terms of like what you know 440 pounds knowing that you need to make some change you know what was the path that you, that you followed um so yeah i i did uh, have bariatric surgery um vertical sleeve gastrectomy um that was uh, in january of 21 um so yeah, i'm going on on 3 years uh, as of as of now um yeah um i i just i had been thinking of it for a long time um just known some people that were successful with other surgeries and some that weren't successful with other surgeries and um but i i, I just had this that mindset that it, i this was my mission this was my mission for the foreseeable future. Uh, there was I had no other um, goal in life, really, um, other than to be there for my kid and family. But to lose the weight after having the surgery, so I I, I didn't have that mindset in the past, and so I never really pursued it. Um, but then, but it, it all just snowballed and, and culminated in just me having to do it now and having to have that mission and just not give up. And there are, there are the haters out there that always, you know, love to say that surgery is, is the easy way out, but I don't think that, I think it's clear from the many stories that I've shared on the show that the, the decision to have surgery is never an easy one because it, it's surgery. Like it's literally, you know, a physical operation. Like what was, what was your experience with the surgery? Like, you know, cause I think everyone kind of comes through it in a different way. Yeah. So I, I mean, to be honest, I, I, I do get the people saying that, that it's, that it's the easy way out. And I hate, answering that because in my mind I feel like I did not take the easy way out but I took an easier way out um it just I needed that boost to help me um I, I thought I could do it just mentally I thought I could do it for 35 years without the surgery but at once I got to that point of going up and down, up and down for 35 years, I finally figured out that it wasn't enough. That just wasn't enough for me to lose the weight. So I needed additional help. So yes, I did get additional help. It is easier for me to eat less. Um, 
but it was, yes, it was still hard. I did have to, I maintained a very strict diet for the first, uh, about year and a half. Um, I, I, I pretty much did a, a keto diet, um, you balanced keto diet with, um, veggies and, and everything, but for that first year and a half and, <clears throat> and it, it was still hard. It was still, it was still very difficult. Like, but I still would not have been able to do it. I don't think without the surgery. So that's why I just say like it, it, it helped. It does help. So it's something, and it saved my life. It's something that I, I used to save my life. So I'm, it's the same as somebody else going on a diet to save their lives or somebody else going with a, a different surgery uh, to save their lives. It, it was something to save my life. Yeah, which it really is. Like, it's... There are people that abuse every weight loss tool out there, you know, that don't make, don't make the decisions for the right reasons, make, you know, and those are the people that you see, you know, in, in, and again, I'm not judging them, you know, but I'm saying when you make these decisions for the wrong reasons is when you see like the recidivism, you know, you see people that, because the reality is like, even with weight loss surgery within the first year or two, like 50% of people that, that use the surgery as a tool, see, see weight gain again. Like the same thing, you know, with most ways of eating, if not more, like, so it is about having to come to that realization that I'm not just doing this for an aesthetic reason. I'm not just doing this, you know, to make my life easier. I'm doing this because I need this change to be able to continue to live and to be there for the people that I care about, you know, and also to reclaim my health and take care of, you know, get, get this thing that for so many people is, is not under control, under control. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it was... So I needed that change in my mindset to even go through with the surgery because I feel like, I felt like at that point that the surgery was my last option. This was, if this didn't work, I had, I had nothing else, and I was just gonna be miserable all my life. And I had that change of mindset before I had the surgery, and I kept it, and I I still have it to this day, even though I I don't <laughs> we I don't eat like I used to, um, but I I still have that mindset to this day that this is my change of lifestyle for my life, um, for the rest of my life. And in order to, to stay where I'm at right now, I have to maintain that lifestyle and maintain that change of mindset. And what, you know, you're almost three years out. Like what, what helps you maintain that focus, you know, this, this far out? (laughs) So the, the, it's a, there's probably a, a, a mix of, of good and bad things. Um, and there's the, the needing 
to, to stay healthy for, for myself and my family, of course. Um, but then also, like, I, I have, I, I hate the, the body dysmorphia, but I, I feel like when I eat too much or I gain a little bit, it, it messes with my head. It's, it feels like it's another 100 pounds instead of 10. It feels like it's 150 or like I'm, I feel like I'm back in my, back in the fifties waist size and, and I'm just barely pudging over my, my pants, my, my 32s. And, but I feel like I'm in a, in, in, in these tight pants with, with just squeezing out of everything. But, and then I'm, it just kicks me back into to gear. To be honest, it, it just kind of, I get scared. Uh, I get scared of going back. So there, there is a, a lot of fear uh, of, of getting back to where I was. Uh, and and, and I, I realize now that it didn't happen quickly. It happened over a very long period of time. So letting myself slip for a long, long time is gonna lead straight back to that so i need to rein myself in if i start eating a, a little more than i should or not moving as much as i should and and then that kind of just balances myself out and and that i think that fear is normal like i think that is because, like, as much as we can say, you know, you're three years out, how many decades before that were you struggling with these issues? Like, exactly. It's yeah, 10 times that. And, and how many times did you see yourself, you know, on that roller coaster, you know, the up and down? So even though you're seeing yourself be successful and you're living the success, that nagging fear, I think it takes a long time for that to go away. Like, if it goes away completely at all. Like, I think it really is about. And there's sometimes there's there's something that's healthy about fear because it is speaking to the things we've seen ourselves do. So it's not just yeah, about kind of managing that. Yeah, it, but it's also about being able to then build that trust in yourself. Like you're saying, like realizing that it's not just a challenge, you know, one challenging week. It's not just, you know, an off night. Like those aren't the things that mean I'm a complete failure. But I think that is the pattern that a lot of us get into. You know, when, you, how many times, you know, in the past, like when you're someone that struggles with weight issues and you're following a plan and you've been great and you've been consistent and things are going wonderful. And then you have one bad night oh, and, bad night the, and the bad. result, yeah, the result of that night is, is thinking, well, I've screwed up and I'm a failure. And that just enables that behavior to continue. Like it's not reality. It's not pulling back and looking at the big picture and seeing, okay, that was one meal you know, that, that didn't go the way I wanted it to go. Give myself the grace to say that was a, you know, that was an off choice. I can still keep moving forward. Like we're more likely to say everything's gone. Go ahead. Oh, and it's still hard to do that, to, to tell yourself that, to, to say, Oh, it's not the end of the world. I, I can, I can recover tomorrow. Um, uh, you still spiral. <laughs> I still spiral. Um, I, I still used to have weeks and 
months where you just don't really care. Um, just kind of going through the motions, but I feel like it's mentally I've been able to kind of reduce those, the length of time where you, you kind of don't care, um, where you're, you kind of, um, just, just, just eating or, or, or not, not staying, um, persistent with being healthy. Um, so yeah, the, the, that struggle is there and just reducing it, reducing that length of time makes it, makes you more successful and that's all you need. You just need to reduce that little bit of time. Like you don't need to, you don't need to completely change your life altogether for the rest of your life all the time. You can just reduce the bad times, reduce the, the, <clears throat> the bad eating or the, the feeling down on yourself and, and not caring and, and just, um, saying, oh, this is the end of the world because I had a, a bad couple of days or a couple of weeks. Um, no, it's not. You have tomorrow and you have the rest of your life. The whole reason I did this surgery is so I could have the rest of my life. So it's just kicking myself out of that mindset. And it's working on that has probably been the hardest thing. Um, just saying, no, it's not the end. No, I can keep going tomorrow. I can fix this now and from here on out. Yes, I'll have setbacks again, but if I keep fixing it and if I keep trying to move forward, it won't get to where it was before. Which I, I appreciate your honesty in there because I think too often when people are talk, you know, presenting their story, what you know we want to talk about the highlights and we want to talk about all the things that are great and the reality is, is that it's not smooth sailing regardless of what tool you're using or what path you're on there's going to be ups and downs there's going to be those challenging moments there's going to be those times like you said where we want to care but we don't and it's it because it, the, the the realization i had actually the other day was like we allow things to be that way in other parts of our lives like we admit that there are times like at, at our jobs you know there are times that we're 100 percent spot on and focused and there are times where we're screwing things up or missing a deadline or like dealing with those things but we don't quit we don't walk out from work and say i'm done you know i'm not going to do this anymore look you know we have or in relationships you know <laughs> you have to keep going right so you, you, yeah. you know that's what the relationship is about. You know, it's about understanding that there's going to be times where you weather really strong challenges, you know, or as a parent, there are times where every, you know, you are kicking butt and feel like you could write a book on how to for parenting. And then there are, you know, every parent goes through those moments where they're like, how did I get myself into this? I, why did anyone entrust me with the life of another human being? I should, I should, I can barely manage myself. Never mind someone else. Like that's the reality. Yeah, and and, and we, we kick ourselves out of that in everything else. So why not with, with 
food and, and, and stuff like that and, and movement. So, but yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. That's life. That's, that's what we all go through. And, and going back to, to how everybody is different and everybody has something different. Like every second of every person's day is different. So no, we can't, we can't, there is no one way to do it. So, Hey, you, some people lost weight without surgery. Some people lost weight with surgery. Some people, um, they're, they're relentless. They're, they're on a strict diet. Some people, they maybe just skip a bunch of meals and, and that's how they lose weight. But that's their life. That's them. Why, why are other people commenting on it? So that that's kind of where I come from when, when I get that, that statement where it, you took the easy way out. No, I yeah, 100% agree with that, man. And, and it will be a long, you know, and it's, and it's, I think it's also about coming to peace with that situation, you know, understanding that you're not, you're not the broken person and everyone else is perfect. Like this is, these are things that we all deal with and all have to, to struggle to work through and can, and, and can even, you know, see someone that from the outside, you know, we're going to look, you know, someone else, cause there, 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 there's someone who's, you know, in that 400 pound, 500 pound range who looks at where you're at physically today and is envious and then starts to assign all these values to what you've done. You know, it must've been easy for him because it's really hard for me and look what he achieved. Like you're, you know, you're, how much weight have you lost at this point? Um, uh, around 260 pounds, uh, depending on the day. Um, yeah, so, uh, I'm about 180 right now. So I, I, my range is about 175 to 180. Which is an incredible physical change, but also the emotional change almost, and it, it's funny because it's like the emotional mental change doesn't happen as fast as the physical oh. change. And I, I mean, if you know when it happens, let me know. Because, I mean, I'm still the same person. I'm still the same mentally and emotionally the same person. Uh, just because I lost all of this weight, I, I mean... I, I still, I, I'm still envious of, of, of other people when I, when I see the stories, like, uh, when I, I, I take breaks from social media because I can't look at the good and, but that's all I post is the good. Um, but that's, that's social media. Um, so I, I mean, I'm still the same person. I still feel like crap a lot of times and I still feel like I a horrible failure even though I've lost all of this weight I, I mean that there's also other aspects to life and, and that that's not everything so yeah I, I feel bad a, a lot of the time and I'm still the same person but yeah, I, I don't know yeah. how well, else to, well, I think to that, kind of explain it. Well, yet. I think something you said in there with that is, like, those struggles don't go away. But, you know, like, one of the things you, you, you said that really stood out to me was that idea that, you know, the downtime, you know, it's shortening the downtimes. Like, that's work. That is, and that is success. 
And I think it's we have these definitions of success that success means I've lost all the weight and life feels easy. And that's never going to happen. But it is realizing, like, I, I think, like, my favorite example, like, from my own life is every, you know, every diet attempt that I had, when I would fall off, I would fall off for years. Like, it was never, I have, you know, I would just have a bad month and get back to it. It would be, okay, you know, I've lost 75 pounds, I lost 100 pounds, I'm off the rails, and it's four years later that I'm even coming around to thinking about doing anything again, and I'm right back where I started and probably bigger. And when I, you know, in, in 2017, when I first got started on, on this leg of, as I say, just like this leg of my journey, like I fell off hard towards the end of that. I started in February and I fell off hard during that summer and had like a really bad month. And it was about halfway through that month that I just realized that I felt like garbage. I wasn't enjoying what I was doing and I pulled myself out of it. And it's funny because sometimes I talk to people about that and they're like, wow, like you went off the rails for a month. And to me, it's like, no, it's, <laughs> that's not the, the shocking negative that's, thing to me. It's, I only did it for a month only and, a month. and, yeah, coming, and know, coming, yeah. coming back at that point was a huge moment of me proving to myself that I, I wasn't in this place of I'm either a winner or a failure, like that I could be a person that has challenges and that I could have, you know, I could take some wrong directions, but I could steer myself back to the place that I wanted to be. And so after that, when I, the other, you know, because it's not like that was the last time, it would be, yeah. you know, two oh, days, yeah. three days, four days. Realizing that that is a, you know, and giving, and instead of beating myself up for those times, and it's not about excusing, you know, like I think that is, is a bad path we can go down sometimes too, where it's like, because you can recover from a bad meal, you enable the bad meals to keep happening. But it's this idea that you can recover and that is a win. That is something that I, I became successful at. Like that idea that I could pull myself back and no longer need to feel like, because it used to be that I would have to go from feeling like I was going to die. So I'd make some change and I would get to a place where I didn't feel like my life was threatened anymore. And I'd go off the rails again. And then a few years later, I would feel like I was going to die again. Like, and, yeah, and, you know, I was able now, to learn more lessons. Go ahead. No, yeah, and, and now, so you still have those ups and downs. You just they're just not quite as high and low sometimes, maybe. So the, I think that's how I I would kind of equate that. I, I still have those ups and downs, and I still have them. Uh, or I, I still have. Uh, let, let me let me rephrase it. My lows aren't as low and as as long, um, but I. We, I still have the, the the roller coaster. You still you still feel like crap for a long time, and but like you said, and short it's about shortening that and and realizing that it's not the end of the world. Those downs are just downs. That's life. You will go back up. It's not going to end there. You. Uh, getting closer to 40, it's, I'm just realizing, or not just realizing, but you start to realize as you get older that there's still, yes, I have less time, but, but I still have time. And there, why am I ending, why am I catastrophizing and just ending everything on this 
one bad day, week, month, whatever, when I still have who knows how long left. So go live it. Go take care of yourself and live it. So, yeah, it it really is about shortening and it, it's a constant struggle to to shorten it because sometimes I, 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 you let them go a little bit longer and you're like oh nope hold on hold on I got a little too far this time uh, and it, it gets scary you I, I get that that voice in my head saying oh you're going back you're going back Let's turn around so yeah it's it's hard it's still hard um just maintaining that up and down but you have to to narrow it and make it shallower and and just kind of to smooth out the that that roller coaster a little bit okay time for a quick break to talk about the show's sponsor which is john shane's performance gains john is a frequent guest on the program you know him as the keto road and he's created two products that I use regularly, including the True Endurance Caffeine-Free Pre-Workout. So you, it's a pre-workout you can take in the morning, at night, in the afternoon, and not worry about it affecting your ability to sleep or anything along those lines. And it also has a great boost of energy from ketones. Energize Reds is a recovery drink. It's got superfruit, antioxidants, a boost of electrolytes, and a little bit of matcha tea in there to give you energy and also help you recover from your workouts. It's something you want to take regularly, and I take it daily. So if you are interested in either of these products, use the link in the show notes and our new code, which is FATGUY, so John will know if you're coming from this show. And if you're looking to support the program and try something new for yourself, this is a great way to get into it. So if you have any questions about these products, you can let me know because I'm using them. But also, go check them out. Link in bio. Use that code FATGUY. Save yourself 5% and support the show. Back to the program. And I think one of the things that, you know, people also need to hear in this is that life isn't just about struggle, though it's not just about the hard. Like, what are the things, you know, that come on the positive side for you now? Like, what are the thing you know, what are the changes in your life? Because if, if there was no positive, then you wouldn't be in that, the thick of that other battle, right? Like, oh, yeah. it, it is oh, really, yeah. there, are, there are really, there are really yeah. good things going, you know, I don't want people to think we're just going to have a doom and gloom discussion. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think sorry, that part's sorry, important. Sorry, I, no, no, not at all. Like, I think, I think that part is really important because it makes these, the, the other part sweeter. Like, you know, no, no sugar joke intended, but there are, there are things, you know, losing 260 pounds has a, has a positive impact, you know, on your health and uh, and on your life in some ways, and so like, what are those things? What are those highs and those those positive things that keep you going in the fight? I mean, so that just first thing going back to the original reason why I do this, I or why I started this was my kid that I wanted to be there with him, and now I'm outside with him every single day. We I, we we go outside and we play. Um, I, I, I see some of the same tendencies that I had in when I was his age to either go all out and like want to play really hard outside or just sit in my room with a snack and watching TV. Um, and, and he can do that. Uh, uh, so he, but he wants to do 
the play and, and roughhouse and, and run around outside. So that is pretty much why I keep going and why I keep living this lifestyle because I want to keep doing that with him as long as he wants to do that with me. Um, so I, I, like, I want to be able to pick him up as long as I can. I want to be able to to run around with him and, and wrestle and tickle and whatever and just be with him all the time and hang out and see the joy in him growing up. And that's my biggest reason for maintaining this lifestyle. I mean, I, I get to be there with him now instead of just watching him um and <clears throat> and part of that is doing more stuff like i just get to do more stuff uh my my wife works for an airline and we we can fly so we can fly for free on standby so it's not a big deal we don't get the time to but it's not a big deal for us to get on a plane and just go somewhere um and I would never have done that. Never at 440 pounds. Never at 300 whatever pounds. Because, I, I mean, I flew twice, I think, over 300 pounds. And it, it, it's horrible. And I, I don't wish that upon anybody. Um, and I do that whenever I want. I can do that whenever I want now. And I, I go on hikes and I run and I go on bike rides with my kid and I got a puppy and we take him out. I take him out for runs and I, I mean, I get to live life now and I, instead of just kind of sitting there and observing life. Mm -hmm. And that's a, and I think that that is a big that's a big win that, you know, a lot of people that come through these journeys talk about. And it's also something I think that sometimes that pisses people off, you know, that people that are on the, that people are, are on the other side who are in like the body, body positivity space. And they're like, you know, fat people can fly and we can do this and we can, and yes, like, and there are people like, you know, I was 500, there were, I was 540 pounds. There are people that were heavier than me who were way more active than I was at 540 pounds. Like there are, you know, I, there are people I follow on Instagram that, you know, are, you know, there, there's one guy that I found this week. That's like 300 pounds and does like running backflips. Like more yeah, power to it. Like, uh, good. This guy, I don't know how big he is, but he, I, I'm, I've been getting into skateboarding. He's doing all these skateboarding tricks and he's big. Like I was. And, I physically could not have done it at that weight. Good for you. I mean, like you—that's your life. You're doing great. Like hell, hell yeah, great for you. Like, good job, dude. Like, I wish I could have done that when I was that weight, but I couldn't, and I had to lose this weight to to be able to even step on that skateboard without uh, being scared that I would hurt myself like really badly hurt myself i mean i literally just slipped and fell when i was over 400 pounds and busted up my knee pretty bad and like but now i fall all the time on the skateboard and no big deal like i i have bumps and bruises 
and it, it's not an issue. It's because I'm not falling with 400 pounds on attached to me. Um, and, Every single day. So, but yeah, if you could do it, more power to you. Like, I wish I could have at that weight. I mean, maybe I, I wouldn't have felt as bad about myself. But who knows? But yeah, uh, there's, there's, that's where we kind of just need to like let people live their own lives, I guess. Well, <laughs> I it goes, know, it like, goes, it goes back to what you were saying yeah. about like. The, the, our, you know, our journeys to get to where we were at before are, are very individual and the issues that contribute to them are very individual. And I think our successes are individual as well. And, you know, our, our ability to access the world in our physical condition, you know, are very individual as well. So like, it's not saying that every person who is X weight is in X condition. We're talking, you know, I'm talking to Daniel today and we're talking about your experience, your lived experiences. And there are, whether, you know, people are happy about it or not, there are other people that completely relate to the story that you're telling who are sitting there. You know, I had a guest on once who talked about, you know, he, because of the weight and physical condition he was in, you know, he had an, an experience where his kid was headed towards running towards the road and he couldn't get himself out of the chair. Like... Those are real experiences that people are having, you know, being, you know, not just, is it possible? Like I flew at, you know, at 540 pounds, I flew like there are ways to make those things work, but yeah, is it a hundred percent? Is it comfortable? Is it, you know, and it's very individual. Like I also, you know, I love like, here's, this is, I'll, you know, I'll, this is a geeky tangent for a second, but I love the Disney parks. And I, one of the reasons I love the Disney parks was because at 500 pounds, I could get on 99% of the rides at a Disney park. They were just built that way. Like, and then I'll see someone say, you know, I went to, I went to Disneyland with my family and I was 300 pounds and I was afraid to get on anything. And I want to be like, dude, you could have gotten on everything. Like it's, it's the individual experience. You know, it's understanding like that lived experience is really important. And it just is like the battles that a person has are individual. The wins are individual as well. You know, you being able to reclaim access to the life that you want to live is the lesson for people to take away from your story because they may not be in the same place but there may be things in their life that they can't access or they don't feel capable of and it's about proving to yourself that you're capable of things that felt out of reach before and it's all you know it's also realizing that it's it's a battle to get there but it's a battle worth fighting yeah yeah, yeah. It, I mean that—that's a big realization. That's that's something that uh, it—it's it, like like I, I said earlier. Sometimes you you, I'm still fighting that battle. Um, that yeah, we yeah, just like I said earlier. So yeah, <laughs> just kind of yeah. go back to that. Well, what, you know, let, let's, let's talk about, you know, right now, like you, you're talking about the mental battle that you're still on. Like when it comes to the physical side of things, like what is your relationship with food like now? Um, so it's a relationship. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's, I, I do. Um, I don't know how to, to kind of. Uh, I guess I'm in the phase right now of 
where I feel like I'm I'm eating like I was at 400 pounds. I'm not, but I feel like it. Um, I, I I mean I I eat everything. Um, there, like I said earlier, uh, the first year and a half I followed a, a pretty strict keto diet where uh, basically no carbs. Um, other than just like green veggies and regular, uh, yeah, stuff like that. Um, but now I eat the pizza and the ice cream and, uh, I have some, a little bit of a milkshake and candy and I, I, I do have some of everything. That's where it ends though. It's just some of everything. It's not. Um, a whole bag of chips or a tub of ice cream or uh, a whole pizza. Um, <clears throat> it's a slice and maybe the toppings off of another one or um, a scoop of ice cream um, with some sugar-free chocolate syrup on top. Um, so it's, I would say, a better relationship then even I, I'm, I had when I first started with when I first got surgery. Um, it's a more um, balanced relationship, I'd say. Uh, I, like I said, I do have those times where I go, I feel like I've gotten a little bit deeper uh, into the, the eating, the, the bad stuff. Um, and I'll, I'll just kind of bring that down a bit, but, uh, I do, I eat what I want for the most part when I want it, when I'm hungry. Um, I, tr sometimes I, I do eat when I'm not hungry, which I, that's one of the issues that I, that I work on too. Um, but yeah, it's just trying to be trying to rely more on the food for that short burst of, of feel good, <laughs> of uh, serotonin, whatever, dopamine, whatever it is, um, instead of trying to keep shoveling more and more in and keep getting more of that, um, it's not going to keep coming. It's not, it, the more I shovel, the more food I shovel and I'm not going to feel that much better the it drops off at a point um so i just am have gotten to a little bit better of a point of slowing myself down and just saying hey chill out that's enough for now even if i'm not completely full because ice cream does not fill you up even if you've had any kind of surgery it will never fill you up I could eat, still eat a whole tub of ice cream if I wanted to. Um, so it'll make me feel like crap later, but it won't fill me up. Um, so I still have to tell myself, hey, chill out, man. That's enough. You've had enough. You're, you're good. You've been satisfied. You've gotten your, your hit of, of feel good from that amount of food. You're not going to get much more. You're not going to feel better, it's just going to make you feel worse at this point. So, 
that's kind of where I'm at right now. Just kind of maintaining that balance of of the good and the bad. Which I think, you know, is what it can be about in the end. Like, it, 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 it echoes again back to that idea of, of getting, of not focusing on perfect and focusing on better. You know, and, yeah. and that, and so the funny thing successes. is, yeah. And like, and the funny thing is like, there are people who are going to be listening to me saying that. And I'm, I'm always talking about like our goal, you know, a goal, a specific goal to work on is not get better at something. But I think there are times where the idea of we have an, we have a personal understanding of what better means and looks like and can define it, you know? And I think that's what is really important, you know, being able to know that those are the things that we're working on and we're challenged by and also seeing success in. And yeah, yeah. I mean, you have those points, those goals of, of that, that whole transition. But yeah, you're not, you're, you're trying to get better, that whole transition of getting better, but you have to have those points in between to, to strive for it. And do you have goals that you're working on now? Um, uh, as far as weight loss goes, not so much. Um, my, I mean, it's just to s- keep from getting past 185. <laughs> to be honest, like that, if I, I get to a and I get to the 180s, and I'm like, okay, bro, chill. <laughs> you need to take a take a take a look at what you're doing. Something's not right here. Where we need to 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 get there. So yeah, that's, that's kind of my, my, my goal right now, uh, is, is just to kind of to stay where I'm at, to be honest. Um, I, I do want to build some more muscle, um, physically. So I, I, I just work out. I don't have a, a gym membership or anything. I work out here at home and, and, uh, do body weight stuff. So, but that that's, I don't have specific goals for that. Um, I, I also run and stuff too, but those goals, I don't, uh, I haven't really gotten in, into any races or 5Ks or anything like that, but I just try to, uh, my goals are, my goals in my phone. So I, I need uh, my my times to, to go down. So I, I try to, to get that, um, to always maintain improvement. I guess is my goal. Like uh, on stuff like that. Um, so yeah, that's where I'm at. And one of the other things that kind of comes in there, and you mentioned this towards the beginning, is you know that idea uh, that in in addition to just going on your journey, you know, you're you you've been doing some things to share your experience and, and share some content with other people. Like what? Where did that come into play for you, and what does that look like? Um, so yeah, um, I, I just saw other people doing it. Uh, I saw that there wasn't really as much men in the, um, bariatric surgery community, um, that were as vocal, uh, and felt that I had, uh, a bit of a, a, a space to, uh, to, sh- to show my creativity um, uh, and that started with with the Instagram and and then in, into the, into YouTube which is what I 
want my focus to be. Um, I kind of, my, I, I did a, a, a bit of a, a transition a, a couple months ago. I used to go by VSG Dad Life on all my socials. Now I go by the Dad That Vlogs um, um, on everything. So uh, just kind of, I want to be able to showcase my video editing skills and um, just um, creativity, I guess. That's that's where I am able to see and express my creativity the best is through video. Um, so, I, I like I said, I, I got put in front of a TV at a young age, and I, I love TV. I love... I, I, to be honest, I love YouTube videos. I love watching other people's YouTube videos. Um, and that's what I have on in the background when I'm working, uh, when I'm editing my own videos, when I'm doing whatever. If I'm, if I have a TV available, that's what's on in the background. Um, so I, I wanted a, a space to, to show my creativity. Okay, we had a quick tech difficulty, the internet is always fun, but you were talking about, you know, expressing your creativity through YouTube, and I think it's going to, you know, I'm excited to see, you know, what comes of that for you, man, and I'm going to make sure that uh, your Instagram and your YouTube information and everything are in the show notes for this episode so people can connect with you if they want to. Um, is there any direction you're taking that, that, you know, you haven't had a chance to talk about yet, you know, that you want to be able to share with people or other things um, on it? Yeah, yeah, I just, I just was, just wanted to just say that I just kind of transitioned a little bit to, to more of, uh, of vlogging content. I, I still don't know exactly where, where it's going, exact direction that it's going, but I felt that changing everything on social media would kind of, uh, help to, widen my range a little bit so uh, I went ahead and, and just just made that transition from solely VSG dad life to to the dad that vlogs um because I'm I, I'm not just about the weight loss uh anymore I mean it's it's been like almost three years like we, like I've been saying and it's yeah I lost the weight yeah I was successful yeah I want to help you yeah I want to be there for you but that's not who I am anymore. Um, so I'm, and to be honest, that's never who I was. That was just part of me. So um, I, I just needed to, to make that change. So, yeah. yeah. Which is what I was going to say is like, it's like these experiences are a part of us and they're not all we are. And I think that's sometimes a problem that some people run into, especially in the social space is they're, life and becomes just about content on one topic and that's one that's really hard to keep up and you know so it starts to feel plastic you know as a as someone who's creating it but also to people that are watching it like it, it's also it's got to be about and that's like my big thing is like are if you are participating in the social space it needs to be about more you know it needs to be about the ups and the downs it needs to be about the good stuff the bad stuff the challenges, and then also what are the things, because like we said a little, you know, probably 20 minutes or so ago, a half hour ago, 
um, our journeys to reclaim our health are about so much more than just food. You know, our lives are about so much more than just our weight. Like there's, there's, yeah, there's uh, many other pieces there. Go ahead. Uh, and I'm still working on that. I, I, I struggle with that. I, I hardly ever post the downs and, and I, I know I, I would, I would be more successful if I posted my downs, but I am not for somebody that's on social media. I'm not a very social person. Um, I, I stick to my, myself and, and my family and, and, uh, uh, I'll cheer you on from the sidelines, and but uh, I, I'll, I'll do it at home, um, and then I'll, I'll go hang out and do my own thing. So, uh, yeah, I, I just I'm working on that. I know that, that there's ups and downs, and 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 yeah, that I'm. I, I like to see it. I, I don't. I sounded bad. I don't want, like to see it in other people, but like I, it, it's real. It's something that that that's real, and 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 knowing that other people have these real lives help, and and so yeah, I'm I'm really trying to, to work on doing that too. No, and and that I think is the reality. You know, no, keep using the word real, but that's the reality of it. Is that it is challenging, you know, and it's a and it is not something that every human being is meant to do or should do, and like in terms of like opening themselves up and sharing everything like there's a, a there is definitely a TMI point you know that is personal for everyone and it, it's you know it, i see social media and social media accounts and platforms and youtube and instagram all those things it, the same way i look at like the weight loss tools and different types of exercise like there are tools that we use when we need them to the extent that we need them and there are things we can get out of them and you know, there's sometimes there's things where you can see something that someone else is doing and admire it. And it doesn't have to be what you're doing for yourself. Like it, it's not about saying I'm, it's about what is, where's my capacity at and what is the best path for me? And what are the things that are right for me to do with all of these different things? Like it, it goes back to that same thing of like, there's nothing we owe, we owe no one anything on social media as well. Like, I think that's a big part of our, our culture now. It's like, uh, you owe me, you know, especially, especially people that get into like, you know, I, I see, you know, you follow a lot on YouTube and see people doing like daily vlogs and invariably your favorite daily vloggers eventually kind of hit a burnout point and, you know, either disappear completely or take some time off, which they should do. You know, and I, I think it's yeah, like, which they need to do. and I think about like I, then, some of the people that I follow aren't weight loss people, but I follow some daily vlogs that, you know, they, they now have realized after doing it for a couple of years that they build in breaks, you know, they build in time off, they build in, you know, ways to step away from it because there's a price we pay when we put all of our, you know, put ourselves out there that has nothing to do with people reacting to it or anything along those lines, but what the, you know, the price we pay to ourselves in terms of like, you know, keeping that sort of work up and. Some people make a life out of it, and it's fantastic for them. But the reality is, like for the for most of us, there in, unless we're getting something positive out of the experience, you know, continuing to hammer at it, and you know, just continue to drain ourselves, like that's just not worth it. So it's about finding that again. I think that's one of the big messages we've been talking about all day today is finding balance. Finding balance, like I, I just think that is 
really, really important. And I, I've appreciated the kind of the journey that we've been on today talking about, you know, the work that you've been doing to find that balance in your life, man. And understanding that, like, even if, as the episode draws to a close, we're not saying that Daniel's work is done. You know, it's, we're, it's like, we've gotten a snapshot of where things are at and where things have been. And the great thing is the work you've done is allowing you to have the things that are to come. You know, like that's really at the end of the day, the most important thing is that you've taken these steps to give yourself the gift of time and that's time with your family and time in your life. And where that goes from here is completely open. Yeah. Yeah. I get to build on that. So man, thank you so much for being willing to share all of that with us today. I end every episode with five questions. Of course, of course. Sorry to mean to talk over you there. Um, I end every episode with the same five questions. I call the fat guy five. Are you ready for your run through those questions? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so question number one, man. Living or dead, who is your favorite fat guy? Uh, I don't have one. Um, um, man. So do they have to be real? They don't have to be real. They don't have to be anything. It's your answer. Even if I don't <laughs> like, Even if I don't like your answer... Doesn't matter. Yeah. This is, oh, yeah. this I'm is gonna your get question a lot and your of, answer. Not, not hate, but so Jabba. Jabba the Hutt, Star Wars. That that's a that's a that's a good fat guy that gets thrown out as as an insult to every fat person ever. Uh, <laughs> they've not, they've never heard it before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, let's go with him. There <laughs> we go. That and you are the first person that picked Jabba the Hutt. As your answer, nice. And I'm a Star Wars. Nice. I'm, I'm a Star Wars lover, so I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Yes. Question right. number two, Daniel. <laughs> what is something about yourself that you love? Oh man, I I love that. So I have a love hate relationship with that the fact that I cannot sit still. Mm. Um, I I need to be doing something, and I need to to mentally uh, just tackle life. So I, I need to, but I need to do it with my body and with movement and actually working on stuff and and using my hands. So I, I just, I like that I'm able to do that with that like mentally. That. And, and yeah, that's what I like. Nice. Question number three, man. Thinking about this journey that you've been on, what do you think has been the most mm-hmm. important new habit that you've built over the past three years? Oh man, just I, I we just go back to to what we were saying, just shortening the the downs, shortening the, the lows. Um, not not saying this is the end, not telling myself. Uh, just. I'm going to kill myself slowly with food and, and alcohol and, and just not care. Um, no, I have the rest of my life. So yeah, that's just changing that. Just being able to, to snap myself out of that, maybe on a, a quicker, uh, a quicker time frame is, is the best habit that I've been able to change. I like that, man. Question number four, what is the goal you have for the next year that is not health, fitness, or weight loss related? 
Oh man, I wanna just I wanna grow my, my YouTube channel. <laughs> um yeah, I wanna uh I, I need to start bringing in money with something. So uh I'm getting a uh I'm I'm on job market, I'm on the YouTube market, I'm I'm doing everything. So uh yeah, just just trying to to improve uh my family's lifestyle uh, over the next year. Nice. There you go, man. That's important. And question number five, Daniel, last official question on the main show today. If you could go back and give yourself a message three years ago, you know, what is something you feel like you needed to hear when you were getting this journey started? Um, so, uh, I don't know. Uh, part of me wants to just say it, tell myself it's still going to be hard. Um, but part of me is, would, would also be, want to just be like, it's going to be hard, but it's okay. Just keep pushing. Just keep, keep shortening that time frame. Keep pushing through those loads and keep turning it, turning around because it's not the end. Um, yeah, I, 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 sh I should have done it sooner, but yeah, you should have done it sooner, but you're, you're doing it now and you're doing great. So just keep going. There you go, man. I like it. Dude, thank you so much again for sharing your story on the show today and be willing to talk about these things that I, I think are really important for people to hear. Oh, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I really, really appreciate it. Definitely, man. So like I said, all of Daniel's contact information, including that YouTube channel that y'all can subscribe to, is going to be in the show notes for this episode. My conversation with Daniel is not over. We're going to go continue on the Patreon after show. So for those of you on the Patreon, catch that. And then everyone remember, connect with me on Instagram, Gourmet Goes Keto. You can also email the show at thefatguyforum at gmail.com. Rate and review the show, please, on whatever social platform you're, you know, podcast platform you're using to listen to this today. Apple and Spotify, really important to get those ratings and those reviews so more people can see the show or hear the show. And after all that, when you're done, take a deep breath and go out there to do something to amaze yourselves today, my friends, because you're the most amazing people that I know. Catch me here on the next episode of the Fat Guy Forum.